Welcome to Dad Pods. Hi. I'm Shane. And I'm Michael. And uh, this is uh, Dad Pods, the uh, podcast by dads for everyone. This is episode 14, which is actually just part two of our last episode. Right. So if you wanted to call it 13 and a half, you can. We're not going to. No, we're going to call it 14. 14, because we're going to count all these. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That's a lot of episodes. Number. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of episodes. That's like 13, because we can't like make anything short. So it's like over 13 hours of talking every time. Pretty, pretty impressive. Um, yeah. So if you, if you uh, missed last episode, go back and, and, and listen to that. Um, it is, we are going through what is uh, definitively the greatest uh, era of action movies. Uh, 1996 through uh, 2007. Um, I think on the podcast listing, I'd listed it through 2008. That was a mistake, but you know, I'm not going to go back and change it. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, so we're going through every year and yep. we're listing our best, our, uh, our underrated ones and uh, the, what we call terribly good. So a movie that's kind of bad, but it's just really great. Yeah. Let's get started. Yes. So uh, where did we leave off? We left off with uh, 2002. Right. Okay. So I'll, I'll read off our list. Yes. 2002. Minority Report, Spider-Man, The Transporter, Born Identity, Die Another Day, The Tuxedo, Star Wars Episode Two, Resident Evil, and The Scorpion King. The Scorpion King. Um, Only notable because it's the first, well. It's The Rock. It's The Rock. It's not the first of The Rock, but it's the first where The Rock is The Rock. Yeah, he's he's featured in this. Right. Um, So you want to start on this one? Sure. Okay. So I, I picked the best movie from this uh, year as Minority Report. It's excellent. Great movie. Steven Spielberg, a really cool sci-fi concept based on a Philip K. Dick uh, short story, which is actually pretty right. different than the movie. The movie definitely makes it more action-y. They all are. Philip K. Dick is impossible to uh, actually make a movie based on his work. It would be pretty slow. All of, yeah, all of his... All of it, I'm surprised they use the same... I think it's because it's named Minority Report. Because mm-hmm. I think Blade Runner is what is do androids dream with electric sheep? Yep, that didn't turn out to be a really good movie title, so they went with Blade Runner. Much better choice. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, this is my uh, underrated movie for the year. Yeah, okay. I think it's very watchable. Some really cool scenes. Also, interesting philosophical concepts on justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you arrest someone before they've committed a crime? if you absolutely know they're going to commit it, like this isn't just like the, Oh, he was going to do it. This is like, they know with metaphysical certainty or do yeah. they? Yeah. And this is uh, of the, uh, in the category for, for Tom Cruise movies where there's, you know, you, there's your action movies, the mindless ones like where you can talk about like the mission impossibles and the Jack Reachers and those kinds of films. This is kind of the, the thoughtful kind of sci-fi kind of smart um, movie that he does. He's got a couple of these. He's got this one. He's got, I think his Edge of Tomorrow is also like that. That movie's excellent. Yeah. Um, and he's also got, uh, you could probably put War of the Worlds into that as well. Yeah. Probably wasn't executed as well, but it's kind of a very similar kind of, they're, they're, they're trying to be smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is definitely trying to be smarter and I think succeeds. Yep. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Next on my list as underrated is Spider-Man. I only listed as underrated because by now people sort of forgotten about the original Spider-Man. Right. At the time, not underrated. For many years, not underrated at all. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, now people only sort of remember the MCU Spider-Man, but this old Spider-Man is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, the action's great, the direction's great. I'm, I'm, I've never been crazy about Tobey Maguire in anything. That's where um, people always, yeah, that's where the criticism yeah. usually comes in. Yeah, because, you know, for Spider-Man, you know, you've got to be kind of funny and witty. And Tobey Maguire is just kind of like a, he's a great poker player. <laughs> he is a great right? poker player. So he's like almost like a, um, like he's got some sort of a personality disorder as he's as he's as he's uh, acting where he can't express real human emotion. Yeah, I actually think it works well in this movie because he plays Parker as like sort of dorky. Yes, um, like a little I, bit of an outcast. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I think that really comes through. Mm-hmm. And he really comes through when you compare this with the Amazing Spider-Man movies with uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, let's not talk about those. Yeah. Well, that, Garfield's just like too handsome where you don't believe for a second that he's an outcast. Right. Sure. And I, I also think, um, and we both agree, if we're going to rank Spider-Man movies that uh, Into the Spider-Verse is the uh, number Oh, yeah. One. That's the best yeah. one. So, yeah, by far. yeah, by far. Okay. So um, you're terribly good. Is that aforementioned Scorpion King movie? Okay. Tell me why. Uh, it's basically like a PG-13 Conan the Barbarian. Okay. There's a lot of ridiculous action, as I remember it, and uh, they're taking advantage of The Rock. This is the movie that says The Rock actually can lead a movie and carry the whole thing. Yeah, and it made money. It did make money. It didn't make a lot, but it made money. It made enough to where Rock, The Rock became a thing. Yep, and it didn't cost that much. It was like sort of, <laughs> oddly enough, even though this is this ended up launching a career much bigger than the predecessors, the the two mummy movies made a lot more. Sure, sure. And this was like the spinoff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, cool, cool. So uh, two thousand two, my best is going to go Born Identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of at the time, like one of the best sort of choreographed fight type uh, movies that you saw. Yeah. His uh, his parkour stuff is great. Um, it kind of launched Matt Damon as a movie star in yeah. a way that was like, he wasn't just like an indie star anymore. He was like, Oh wow, this guy can be a, a leading man where he's going to, you know, he's going to fight people. He's going to get the girl at the end. Um, and he, spoiler alert, he does. He fights people and he gets the girl at the end. That's right. Um, but uh, you know, spy loses his uh, um, memory and, and, and does a lot of fighting with the CIA. It's a good movie. It's totally good. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, my underrated is the minor, uh, Minority Report. Uh, terribly good for me is the Tuxedo. Okay. So um, if you listen to the last episode too, you know I have a, a strange affinity for Jackie Chan movies. Um, I think they're all watchable. Yeah. Because he's just great. Because he's also, while he's got also the amazing martial arts, but he's also just really funny. Yeah. Just naturally just humorous. Um, and I do think that Oddly enough, he's got some really weird, strange, good chemistry with Jennifer Love Hewitt, who's normally pretty bad in movies. Um, but the, I think the, uh, so the plot of this movie is that he's just a regular guy and he gets this uh, technologically advanced spy tuxedo and becomes a super spy. Okay. And he's got, you know, martial art ability and all that stuff afterwards. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, it's cute. Um, it's also I have actually never seen this, which is really, okay. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, and I think it falls into the PG-13 sort of action movie. So it didn't have like, you know, it's not gonna, you know, there's no killing or, sure. or anything like that. So, all right. So that's, uh, that's our 2002, so 2003. 
So the movies that, that we got to choose from 2003, um, good choice of movies here. We got Kill Bill Volume 1, mm-hmm. um, which some people would put as maybe not an action film because it's Tarantino, but there's so much action in that movie. It's a lot of fighting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fighting. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, The Italian Job, uh, The First Underworld, uh, Old Boy, which is, a, I believe, a Hong Kong movie. Uh, South uh, Korea, actually, right? South Korea, South Korea. Uh, the Matrix 2 and The Rundown. So uh, my best from the year is Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm. Uh, this is a great um, Uma Thurman movie. Uh, the aforementioned Tarantino. She's, a, she's an assassin who's, they try to kill her and they leave her in a coma for a bunch of years and she goes on a revenge spree. Um, the end of this movie is an amazing fight scene that they kind of redo uh, a classic uh, Bruce Lee movie, even down to the, the jumpsuit that she's wearing, right. yep. where she basically has a samurai sword and she fights like 50 ninjas all at once, yep. back to back to back to back to back. And then, and then ends up having to like, it's almost like a video game where she has to like fight the big boss at the end afterwards too. Right. Because she kills all the minions. And, uh, but it's great. It's great. Uh, my underrated is the Italian job. Um, if only for, t- for two main reasons. Uh, Charlize Theron is really good in this film. Uh, and there's a great car chase scene with Mini Coopers. Uh, I think it was in Rome. Right. If I'm not correct. Yeah. And that, correct. that's what this movie's known for is that car yeah. chase scene. Yeah. I believe it's a it's a remake of an of another movie that also was only known for a car chase that had just a different era of Mini Cooper. Right. So I remember at the time the speculation was, did they have to remake this just because the Mini Cooper was relaunched? It, you know what? It might very well have been. But <laughs> okay. it had Marky it had Marky Mark and Charlize Theron and I think Giovanna Rabisi and a couple of other people. Hmm. You know, it was well casted. That right? is a name a I cast. have not heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you should have done that with your uh, Obi-Wan voice. Um, uh, so ter- and my Terribly Good, it's a movie that I will almost always watch when it comes on, like if it's like cable TV at like yep. 12.30 at night, Underworld. Yep, and I agreed here, definitely. Yeah. Terribly yeah. Good. Yeah, Terribly Good. Uh, just a lot of irrational a- like action scenes, fighting, the vampires are fighting the, the werewolves, but they don't call them werewolves, they're called lichens. For some stupid reason. Stu- from some stupid reason. Um, Guns don't kill them, but then everybody's using guns. I don't yes. understand that part. <laughs> I don't understand the point of that, other than it was like a it was cool like it was, action it's trope. Really cool. It was really cool. There's lots of slow motion jumping, flipping while shooting scenes. Right. Uh, it's almost like um, the guy that saw the MI2 Mission Impossible 2 just went ahead and just went all out and said, "We're going to remake this movie, but with vampires." And and, and it made Kate Beck it made Kate Beckinsale a star. Right. And there's like, there's like five underworld movies. Yeah, I didn't realize they're that. They're all the same. They're <laughs> all that... the same. There's not, there's not a lot. There's nothing that changes in any of them. They're always fighting each other, and okay. it's just, it's bloody and violent. It's yeah. fun. Okay. It's a, it's a good choice. Uh, so for my best, I picked uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, when that first one came out, that. It, it did a couple of things. Number one, it did launch us on this whole Disney is going to make rides into movies things. Which yes. For, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but this movie was actually pretty good. Yeah. I think it, it launched the, the Disney's is rides, rides as movies thing, but also like just Disney remaking a lot of things with live action too. Yeah. 
because um, you know after this you have the the Alice in Wonderland movies you've got right the, uh, Lion King and the Jungle Book and the other ones that they've done with that yeah and this this is a really good Johnny Depp performance he's he's a lot of fun the story is a lot of fun too uh, the other movies in the series really go off the rails and this is the one where it's it's kind of held together and kind yeah, of yeah I think the, the the other three or four or however many have made they're kind of the same movie all of them yeah. They kind of all just run together. There's a couple of good action scenes in both of them. And Johnny Depp plays a great sort of drunken pirate, you know, debaucherous type yeah. character. So a lot of fun. Supernatural Pirates. I think at the time, one of the most, I think it was the most successful pirate movie. Because uh, until then, the modern era pirate movies, other than like the ones that had succeeded before were like back in the 50s, these old swashbuckling ones. But then there was this known thing in Hollywood that like no pirate movies never succeed. Yeah, pirate, they've tr- they tried the Pirates of Penzance, they tried a couple of other Cutthroat Island, I remember. There was a <laughs> before that the other big one was Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> Which is excellent by the way. Yeah. But everybody you know, go out and watch any Muppet movie works. But not as good as this. Or not as big as this, to put it that way. Sure. The underrated movie that I put down uh was actually uh a movie called The Rundown, which is so underrated that very people have few people have seen it. I was going to say, I've never even heard of this movie. Has The Rock. So this okay. is like the sleeper one. People remember that the first one he did was The Scorpion King. But The, the Rundown comes out, and it's an action comedy. It's really funny. It's The Rock mm-hmm. and Sean William Scott. So the action's... The American Pie fame. Yeah. The action's pretty good. Okay. Uh, the Rock is some ex-football player slash bodyguard things and they they do some nice stylistic things and then the rock as he often is is in the jungle <laughs> this okay. so this continues the trend of the rock being in the jungle which if you know the rock's career he loves to go to the jungle all he does the like the jungle for some reason I, I don't know why maybe he just likes filming in the jungle so he keeps picking projects like oh, i want to go back to the jungle uh it's really yeah. good mm-hmm. check it out yeah rock in the jungle is a little bit like tom cruise running in a movie Yep. <laughs> also, the, rock the other is thing run. is you don't often see, you know, the rock running. He's not really a runner. That's true. He just he's, he sort of knows his place to, to not yeah. run. He's going to be yeah. smolder. He'll, he'll stand. I think there. he's a big. You know, he's a big guy, and big guys running just doesn't always look good. Yeah. You know, because there's and, a lot of stuff that moves. Yeah, he knows that about himself. Yeah. Even when he was a wrestler, he was more like into like poses rather than like a lot of like really cool like moves and stuff like I, that. I never really followed his wrestling career at all well he had the people's elbow yeah i knew that and I, I thought that was funny yeah because he's the <laughs> he's i liked i like the idea that his nickname is the people's choice and his move was the people's elbow, was the people's elbow. even like though he was largely a villain as a wrestler i didn't realize that but that's yeah pretty clever yeah way to go wrestling so, uh, yeah and uh, so anyway so yeah so uh Excellent. The Rundown. I'll have to go on to my list of movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, and then, as I said before, terribly good Underworld. Yeah, everybody should, everybody should watch Underworld. It is terribly good. Okay, 2004. 2004, up. yeah. Uh, so many action... As, again, as we go through this list, you realize just how many action movies used to be released. Uh, per now, year. Per year. Yeah. Now, certainly, they, they weren't... Nowadays, it seems like it's just like a Marvel and a Star Wars. About, about two, really. And, and maybe a Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So here, and if you look at this list, again, a lot of stuff easily watchable. 2004, you have Troy, Van Helsing, National Treasure, 
Spider-Man 2, The Incredibles, Kill Bill Volume 2, The Bourne Supremacy, Hellboy, and Shaun of the Dead. Which some people are going to argue is not an action movie, but there's quite a bit of action in it, so it has to count. Oh yeah, you, uh, it's an action movie. It's a, it's a spoof of an action movie in large part, but it's, yeah. there's action. Yeah. It's a zombie movie, for Christ's sake. So, for the best movie, I picked Spider-Man 2. As did I. So, while I did list Spider-Man 1 as underrated, because people sort of forget about that one, the reason that they forget about that one is also is because... Spider-Man 2 is better. Yeah, this is definitely listed as the better of the movies and the one from that franchise that you remember. It's an excellent movie. Yeah. Great villain. I think, yeah, I think a lot of the, uh, the younger actors in the first, the first film, so like Kirsten Dunst and James Franco... They're just better actors at this around this time. Even Tobey Maguire is better in this performance than he was mm-hmm. in the first one. Uh, the villain is excellent. Alfred yep. Molina as uh, Doc Ock is terrific in a way that William Def- Willem Dafoe just that costume is kind of silly in the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a little, it's a little cheese baller in the first. It doesn't hit that in the second one. They do some good stuff with genre right. in the second that they didn't yeah. pull off in the first. Mm-hmm. And there's just a there's a humanity to the villain I think that's that's always that's right. strikes you when you when you hit it in a in a kind of hero movie like that. Yep. So great movie. choice. It was my choice too. Uh, underrated, and this is a little controversial to call it underrated because people remember it, but it's Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is a great movie. I kind of mm-hmm. only list it as underrated because uh, I still think more people should see it. That's yeah. how good it is. I mean, it's it was it was the reason that. Um, so there was this big old controversy a couple years ago when the first Ant-Man movie came out mm-hmm. because the original director was Edgar Wright who yep. directed Shaun of the Dead and Disney fired him or he quit for whatever reason. There's all kinds of stories about he wanted to make it a different kind of movie and they wanted a certain way. Um, but there was just furor over that. And in large part, the furor was because he did Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, you're going to get the guy that did Shaun of the Dead in the MCU and just people go, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a trilogy. I don't remember what they call it, but it's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, World's End with the same right. set of actors. The same actors, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and directors. So th- this movie's great. Zombie movie parody, a lot of fun. Uh, terribly good. Uh, and this one is still known today, especially because it's on Disney Plus. Is National Treasure? Is it? Is it, is it, is it I think National. I think it's just National Treasure Two that's on Disney Plus. No, it is definitely oh, on. Oh, oh, it's back on there. Okay. Because yeah, uh, okay. we watch this, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Remember our Nick Cage discussion? Yes, I do remember our Nick Cage discussion. Well, if you've ever wanted to see Nick Cage steal the Declaration of Independence, uh, this, this is your movie. This, <laughs> never will you get to see him steal yeah. the Declaration of Independence again. And, and, and Mike and I did decide at, at some point we're going to do a 17-part series just on Nick Cage movies from 1996 to uh, present. Yeah, it's, it's a topic <laughs> that might drive you insane trying to understand what Nick Cage is doing and going through. Yeah, the guy because is, it's largely driven him insane, I think. Yeah, the, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> same guy that did Raising Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of leaving big, Las Vegas, leaving Las Vegas, independent, serious-ish movies, and yep. certainly quirky stuff like 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 anything with the Coen Brothers is quirky, but like it's legit if you're working with the Coen Brothers. Yeah, right. You know, and then he started all of a sudden was doing I'm going to steal the independence, I'm gonna st- the Declaration of Independence for Disney. Yeah, and that starts to get like a little crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it, 
it was so odd to see him in the movie. The kids were saying, how is he a movie star? <laughs> and they're like, he's so ugly. And I'm like, well, I can't argue against you there. And I was like, he is the nephew of a very famous director. And yeah. things happen. He was, he, and he was, a. I will say, there was a time when people would put him in their top five of current actors. Oh, totally. Not box office people, but like, like when he was, when he, after he won the Oscar, he won an Oscar. Yep. For leaving <laughs> Las Vegas. He won an Oscar. It, that's why it's, impossible to understand Nick Cage, which yeah. is great. It's just amazing. Yes. But I'm so happy that whatever happened in Nick Cage happened because it gave us movies like National Treasure. Oh, it, it is he, quite a treasure. He is a national treasure. Yep. So uh, my best, like I, like we pointed out, is Spider-Man 2. Uh, underrated, I'm going Kill Bill Volume 2. Mm-hmm. There's, slight, there's a little less action in Volume 2. Mm-hmm. It's a little slower, uh, but it does sort of conclude the story in a little bit of a ways. Because it, it's weird to say that it concludes it because there's nothing linear in time about anything that Tarantino ever does. Yeah, but uh, but uh, it, it'll it'll wrap things up for you. It is the second half. Yeah. Yes, second half. Um, and then my terribly good is uh, Van Helsing. Okay. So I'll explain Van Helsing. So it's uh it's what it sounds like. It's the guy. It's the guy that ends up you know being the, the, the anti-hero to Dra- the Dracula story, right? So it's the guy that's the vampire hunter. And in this one, he's, uh, it's, it's, it, got a, it got a little bit of an underworld sort of remake to the story. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays uh, Van Helsing. Of course. <laughs> so it's really, really beautiful. And Kate Beckinsale is also in this movie. Oh. And there's, yeah, is she, is she, she plays she a the girl. No, oh, okay. she plays the girl. Okay. That, that's his, that, that, he ends up having to save and she falso fights and there's it's okay. it's ridiculous there's lots of weapons there's lots of jumping it's lots of wire foo okay. uh, he fights pretty much all of the uh the villains that you could think about so there's there's a there's a vampire there's a dracula there's sure. i think there's a monster like a frankenstein there's werewolves there's all kinds of stuff okay it's crazy uh don't try to pay attention to it if you're half baked it'll work it'll work great if you're drunk it'll work great yeah. um if you're if you're looking for you know Citizen Kane, you probably should not watch this movie. Fair enough. But it's terribly good. It is terribly good. Then all right. Put on the so uh, 2005, we're gonna go. Um, so we've got uh, the action movies that we're looking at are V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Serenity, Sin City, Batman Begins. We get our first Batman movie, uh, and War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm going first, so my best is also your best. Yep. Uh, we're going to go Batman Begins. As Pretty our, easy choice. Our best. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, I always think of, I always link the Batman sort of the you know because it was like it was the first of the gritty reboots. Mm-hmm. So, but it was it was greatly influenced certainly by the Bourne movies, um, just being so sort kind of real life superhero kind of kind of thing with Batman. And that's kind of really works for Batman. Uh, Christian Bale's amazing. Uh, the movie's really well acted mm-hmm. uh, all the way around. Even Katie Holmes, who oh, I yeah. don't, who I don't think she should have been replaced. Yeah. There I said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause she was replaced in the second Batman movie. I don't um, understand why she was replaced other than. I think it was, I, I got the impression that it's the time and I, and I could be completely, you know, throwing, stuff at the wall that doesn't stick but i thought it was because of tom cruise okay 
because she was married to Tom Cruise at the time. There was the whole anti-Scientology stuff that had come out in the mid-2000s. Hmm. I think that was around the time they were jumping on the couch. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, that, that Maybe. Sounds, sounds about right. I don't know. Anyway, she was, she was, she was fired from the show. I thought she was good. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Christian Bale, uh, uh, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson, spoiler alert, is the big bad. It's great. Great movie. So my underrated is uh, V for Vendetta, also another uh, comic book movie. Very good. Movie. Uh, this has yeah, this is a great movie. It's uh, Hugo Weaving in this. This is one we missed in our um, when we were talking about dystopias. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. This is one that we could have done, um, but it's kind of like a futuristic, uh, super fascist society that this guy lives in, and he becomes a masked vigilante wearing a Guy Fox mask. Yeah. Guy Fox being the guy that blew up or tried to blow up. Uh, uh, parliament way back in the day yep. um, and tries to trying to take down the the, the fascist British government right um, really good performance by Hugo Weaving in a mask the entire time and a really good performance by uh, Natalie Portman yeah so is in this film um, and my terribly good is going to be Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Smith yep um, I picked that as well yeah uh, it's it's it is terribly good uh, there's a great action scene where he or uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are fighting in their living room, which ends up with them actually uh, you know, falling in love again. They're married and they're both spies, but neither of them knows that they're both spies slash assassins. And I think they have to kill one another is the hit. Yeah, they get each other as the target or they're against each other somehow. I don't know. It but, doesn't matter. Yeah. They fight and then, you know, they're hot and it's great. Yeah. And then they get back together. And right. then... Probably most famously, this is the movie that ends Brad Pitt's marriage to Jennifer Aniston. R.I.P. And then, yes. Brannifer. Brannifer. And then starts uh, Brangelina. Brangelina. Yeah. We don't do that anymore with uh, celebrity couples, do we? Yeah. We probably should, but they don't. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It was always fun. Yes. So, so what was your underrated? Yeah, everything else I agreed with. The only thing I had differing was uh, Serenity was my underrated movie. I like that movie too. That movie's fun. Mm-hmm. Really though, you're watching Serenity because you've watched all of Firefly and then you just want to complete it. Yeah. yeah. And so when I say Serenity, I'm almost saying like the whole, what's it, 14 hour experience of watching the whole thing and then watching the movie. Yeah. It's, I think there's only a half, I think you're right, it's only about half of the season of Serenity that survived on TV. Yeah. Which was a, which was a space western by Joss Whedon. Yep. Um, and if you if you were a fan of, fan of Joss Whedon back in the day, when he did Serenity, Serenity was was good. No one watched it except yes. for like four people. And then, and anybody that watched like the other shows that Joss Whedon was running at the time, they suffered greatly while Joss Whedon was doing. Uh, was doing serenity and then he had to come back and fix those because the network was like hey 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 hey. we gave you this as a passion project right you need to fix these other things that make money for us right (laughs) yeah so i think that's in large measure why that got kind of blown i'm gonna get my hot take on this like everyone talks about these shows that should have lasted longer as firefly we got an ending to firefly and it was this movie yeah i usually I just don't like it if you don't get an ending. They're ended too early and you don't get to finish the story. But this was the complete story. So if you think of it as one long unit, it's pretty good. Yeah. Freaks and Geeks is the same way. It got an ending. Yeah. So I never mind if, if it's a complete story. 
like, oh, maybe there could have been more episodes. But I feel like this demand for more and more isn't really a great idea. Yeah. For example, The Office. Yeah. If that had ended when Michael Scott leaves, pretty good show. Would have been better. We'd, have, we, we'd think about it better. I mean, we would think a lot about of people put it on the pantheon of really, really great comedies of all time. But you have to exclude certain seasons. <laughs> yeah. Anything like what came after Steve Carell left. Yeah. So, <laughs> which was like three seasons or something. That's a long time. That's a lot. Of, yeah. And those were like full 20 something episode seasons. So we're oh, yeah. tossing oh, yeah. out a lot. I mean, I think something like, I mean, the, the, it's hard to be in a show that's last, that lasts more than like five seasons in terms of what you're doing in terms of uh, episodes and storylines and all that yep. stuff. Any of these shows that last for longer than that is crazy, mm-hmm. crazy good, you know, so so well, yeah cool. so it was so good 2006 we have come to yes so uh again you look at this we're starting to get into some bad movies but there's still a lot of really good movies sure uh, 300 uh which is you know very famous uh sword and sandals kind of movie mm-hmm. casino royale first of the, the, the modern the bond, gritty bond movies yeah gritty bond, gritty bond mission impossible three Continuing our Tom Cruise, Children mm-hmm. of Men, uh, very which also made our dystopian uh, list. Yeah, totally. Uh, Rescue Dawn, sort of in the Black Hawk Down kind of mm-hmm. series of like real life action. X Men Three, uh, which is kind of terrible. Good. It's not good yeah. at all. <laughs> and it's also a really uh, bad director who's bad for multiple reasons now. Yes. Yes. Don't watch anything that that Brett Ratner ever directed. Yeah, so you can skip. Except this one I think too. he did the Rush Hours. I think he did Rush Hour. Darn it, those are good movies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, forget we said that. Skip that. Uh, <laughs> Snakes on a Plane, which all you need to know is the title. Yeah, and 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 spoiler alert: Samuel L. Jackson says it. Yep. Throwing an f bomb in the middle of it. Yeah. A it's, couple of them. It's exactly what you want, though. From from a yeah. Yeah, if you watch this movie, you got what you deserved. <laughs> they didn't make a joke about what it was about. No, and I think I think Samuel Jackson took the job just so he could say those lines. Yeah, uh, Underworld Evolution. So hey, there were more Underworld movies. Yes, there is. Superman Returns. So this is Brian Singer, I believe. Yeah. Uh, this was a. This was a. This was a technically a sequel to Superman two from yes. back in like 1983 or whatever. That's correct. And it per- the, it, the only good of the Superman movies. And it pretends that Superman three and four did not exist. Right. And then, and also 20 years elapsed, but yes. it wasn't 20. It wasn't a full 20 years. Yeah. But then they come back and it's not the eighties. It's odd. Cause he, it's strange. I, I don't know. It's weird. And then he, he, spoiler alert, Superman had a baby. It, it was weird. It's crazy. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I recommend it. In fact, no, I don't recommend it. Uh, and then the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. So yes. this is actually the third Fast and Furious movie. Somehow we skipped Too Fast and Furious, I think, in our list. We probably just missed it. I think it's in there somewhere. I can't oh, remember. We, we, yeah, we mentioned the first Fast and the Furious at some point. Uh, just, 2001. Just, that was previous episode, and then we just didn't list it as one of the other ones for the other. Yeah, you know what? We're not good at this. Even though Too Fast and Furious is the best name. Too Fast and Furious. I think it's generally regarded as the worst of the worst movie. Faster. Yeah. 
best name that that's sure. a name that you still reference when you're talking about other things like you like to say yeah. too fast it's kind of like it's kind of like when everybody talks about a crazy sequel to a movie they always bring up electric boogaloo right no one has ever really seen breaking Two electric boogaloo. no no if you've seen it you're lying <laughs> it just didn't happen yeah so but but people reference the movie title because it's an amazing right terrible movie title same with fast and the, too fast yeah. too furious uh, so yeah, so uh, so our best and underrated, it looks like, are the mm-hmm. same for both yeah. of these. So my best movie is Casino Royale. As was mine. Yeah. Daniel Craig, gritty Bond. Um, awesome. Realistic Bond. Uh, a little controversial, not a dark-haired Bond. Which is the most inane co- controversy. And it, 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 it belied all the future. Every time they kind of leak the possibility of somebody replacing yeah. Daniel Craig, it's always... Oh, should we should we make it like Idris Elba, who's you yeah. know, a black man or something? And they're and then the people freak out. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, pull their hair out. It's like they did the same thing when Daniel Craig. Yeah, was blonde. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if you like the movie, yeah. you won't care. Yeah, it's okay. He's a spy. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the next movie that uh, we both listed uh, is underrated. Impossible Mission Impossible Three. Yes, very good movie. This is my favorite of all the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Uh, for those of you out there, this is the Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Mission Seymour Impossible. Hoffman. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. There's Brad lots Bird's of right. face pulling off. This one's like crazy face pulling off. It's like oh yeah. Any, like any possible combination. Third scene, there's a, somebody pulling off their face. Yeah. Uh, this is the one where where you finally get like Ethan Hunt sort of gets his personal life pulled into the being a spy in mm-hmm. the little Mission Impossible thing. Because his fiance or wife, I can't remember if they were married at the time, mm. gets pulled in and she's like a hostage and he's got to save her. Yeah. And he's got to, at the very end, it's, it's crazy wild action. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's, it's like about to launch you into, like, again, first two Mission Impossible are, are good. And now we're going to get, even though it's going to go past the era we're going to talk about, the like, ooh, now Mission Impossible becomes this awesome franchise. It's like, this right. is around the turning point. Right. Because I think the first two sort of made money, and then, you know, the first one is needlessly complicated. Yes, certainly. Will be Sol- my one criticism with it. Solid movie, but it's like yeah, yeah. Not it just it it was it had to throw in just like your your red herrings all over the place and just weird little scenes just to yeah. throw you off. It didn't realize that oh, what we really want to see is Tom Cruise running and blowing stuff up. Yes, we he thought that we wanted to see like Tom Cruise like figuring out puzzles. Yeah, he's not a puzzle solver. Who cares? It's like, I don't want to watch him do the, the New York Times crossword. Yeah. The, now, they do have fun puzzles as we get into the modern era of MI sure. movies. Sure. Um, but it's more like Tom Cruise doing a, a four-number Sudoku. Yes. Right? It's, <laughs> and it, it's yeah. not... Oh, just enough twists to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think there's a three missing, but I'm not sure. Yeah, and then they'll do something. and like, there it was. Yeah, all, all the time. Yeah. So. yeah and, and it's great. So it was my cufflink. Exactly. Good movie. <laughs> and then we get to terribly good. I picked uh, The Fast and the Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. So if you are a fan of the Fast and the Furious movies, <clears throat> you might not understand that there's actually some time travel involved with this. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really crazy is uh, uh, main character Han is dead in this one. Like dies right spoiler then, alert spoiler alert and then you go to the next movie he's alive so presumably 
Fast and the Furious 4 takes place before Tokyo Drift. And Tokyo Drift doesn't even have the same characters other than Han. Mm-hmm. Except for at the very end, Vin Diesel shows up again. Because right. when we go through the history of Fast and Furious, which I don't know, no one cares about. We're not going to do that. He d- isn't in the Too Fast, Too Furious. Part of the reason why that movie is so horrible. But then he shows up again as a tiny cameo in this one and everyone gets excited. Like, oh, maybe he'll be back. And then he comes up back. They bring back this other character. And then here, other funny time traveler spoilery, Han dies in a different way later on than he dies in Fast and Furious 3. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit like a comic book where people can just die and then come back the next episode and it's fine. It turns out Fast and the Furious might believe in multiple timelines. Okay. It's actually a sci-fi theor- series made for meatheads who do not <laughs> want to think about this. It's this Fast and Furious multiverse. Yes. <laughs> a secret multiverse that we've never known yes. about. Okay. So, uh, oh, awesome. What's your uh, terribly, so your terribly oh. good was Tokyo Drift. Oh, it's mine definitely terrible. Un- it's super yeah. terrible. Mine is, uh, mine is Underworld Evolution. Nice. Um, it's bad. Um, but if you liked what you got out of the first, you know, Underworld, yeah, you should watch this one. Because it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing. Same uh, thing. Vampires fight uh, like uh, wolves. Okay, like, at this point, like in the first one, uh, the Kate Beckinsale character, and I can't remember her name in the character, she's like just a soldier, mm-hmm. you know, where she's like, you know, not the top whatever vampire. She's just, you know, she's yeah. a soldier. And then in this one, she's got some sort of destiny baloney okay. stuff. Sure. Um, but it's fine. Uh, but, there's, but she gets to flip a lot and it's really, really, really skin tight latex yeah. and shoot lots of people and, or, or not people. She doesn't shoot people. She doesn't kill. No, I don't think any people were harmed yes. in the, uh, in the, in these films. It's always vampires shooting werewolves and werewolves trying to rip out the throats of vampires. I see. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So our last year, our last uh, year, let's uh, pour one out for 2007. Mm. This is really when the movies start to get bad which is why we kind of stopped with this year. The action movies start to get really bad. And then the next year, I think 2008 is when we get uh, the first Iron Man, I believe Mm. was when that came out. Or maybe that was 2010. I can't remember. I think it's 2008, but we stopped at 2007 because we're going to believe the next year is when the the era just changed. Right. So we're going, um, so the movies we got are I Am Legend, Mm -hmm. which is one of the few movies that kind of made me angry watching it. Okay. (laughs) We should talk Um, about that. We should talk about that. Um, So if you read the book, and I'm not usually one of those, oh, the book was so much better. Yeah. Um, But if you read the book, the whole point of it is like, he thinks that the, there are these like vampire zombie things and he thinks they've been infected by something. Right. And, and that they're the bad guys, but it's actually, it actually turns out that he's the bad guy. Yeah. He's the monster. He is like, yeah, he's the monster and he's hiding from them and he, did, but he's killing them all during the day and all this right. stuff. And, and he's the bad guy, but they couldn't have Will Smith do that. So yeah. Will Smith had to turn it around and he's the last person on earth and ends up killing everything. It's yeah. It's, really made me angry because i was just like you had a really cool idea that you could have tried to execute otherwise you just made it a last person on earth has to kill the rest of the zombies it's literally the point of the book which i also read it and uh yeah there is an end have you seen the alternate ending which is i haven't seen the alternate it's the same as the book kind of ending like he realizes that he's the monster 
then mm-hmm. he just sort of backs off and he goes off into shame. Right. Uh, I guess the book is a little bit more dire, but like, right. he, uh, at the end, it's the same idea. He, yeah. he, he realizes he's the monster, not, not yeah. the quote unquote monsters. And I believe they, they, they committed the cardinal sin by killing a dog too. Yeah, of course. Movie, so can't do that. So that was why I hated I Am Legend. Yes. Uh, we've, got, we've got Spider-Man 3 or Tobey Maguire dancing down the street. We've yes. got Ghost Rider. Yep. Uh, the, 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 sadly, go. well, no, not the last of our Nick Cage movies. Oh, it's not. One of the last Shockingly. of our Nick Cage movies. Same year. Same <laughs> yeah, year. same year. Um, it, it's, a, it's, it's Nick Cage trying to create his own uh, Marvel character. Yep. It's, it, it's so sad that it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> um, Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the uh, Edgar Wright uh, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bourne Ultimatum. Yep. Which I believe is the... We're actually at the, the third second? one. <laughs> the third one, okay. Yeah. Uh, Transformers, the first Transformers comes out this year. Yeah. Which is just uh, CGI throwing, throwing up on your screen. Pretty much. Pixels everywhere. Uh, Live Free or Die Hard. They made yep. another Die Hard. Yep. Um, I think this is the one. Is this the one where he's got like this, the, the, the hacker that helps him? Is this that that one? The ha- He is working against the hackers. I think he does work okay. with the hacker too. It, right. It's a... This is now a plot that's been stolen in many an action movie. By uh-huh. the way, the hackers have control every computer on the globe somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. So they can control everything that's computerized, which is everything nowadays, and right. things yeah. happen. Because in, in movies, you can't just unplug your Ethernet port. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, somehow, yeah, everything's controlled. It's, it's like it's just hardwired in, and you can't do anything about it. Um, can't turn it off or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, where was I at? Lifted out, and then finally, National Treasure: Book of Secrets, which the is second the Nick's, yes of to National to Treasure. That. It's Nick and it's Nick Cage as well. Yep. I can't remember what he steals in this one. Uh, he kidnaps the president. Kidnaps the president. <laughs> kidnaps the president. First time he steals the Declaration of Independence, and this one he kidnaps the president. Okay, so um, <laughs> it's, it's it's so awesome even just saying it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so our our best we share the best one, mm-hmm. uh, Hot Fuzz. Great movie. Uh, it's a great movie. It's um, kind of the perfect bookend to this era. Yeah. In terms of, yeah. you know, it is so self-referential to action movies too. Yep. Like, there's a whole like love. One of the characters in the movie loves Point Break. Yep. Which much of the movies in this era kind of harken back to sort of a, a an eighties action style movie. Yep. They're just a little bit better executed and right. slightly less racist. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, a really funny movie. Uh, Simon Pegg is not, he, he's finally not getting, not having to just play like a nerdy computer guy. Yeah. He gets to actually play the action hero in this film. Right. But shoved into a badass a cop. Yeah, he, he's a badass cop shoved into a small town and he hates it. And right, it's right. It's wonderful. It's it's so it's it's so it's Doc Holiday a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit of uh, um, it's a little bit of a weird corrupt. This is a crazy sort of corrupt town <laughs> yeah. where with lots of guns in Britain, yeah. which I didn't think they had that many guns in Britain. But I guess in the country you can have guns. Well, I think for the purposes of the movie, the point is yeah. actually we shouldn't even talk more. You should, you should just go see it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, go see how fun. It's funny. So funny. Um, uh, my underrated. Mm-hmm. is uh the third uh born so it's born ultimatum this is where um uh jason born sort of finally sort of turns the table on on the cia mm-hmm. finds the truth about everything about him and, and his history and all that stuff 
and they should have stopped making Bourne movies after this one. Yeah, I actually didn't quite realize that they did. I, I heard about it, but... Yeah, so after this one, they made the Jeremy Renner Bourne movie, which didn't yeah. have Bourne in it. Okay. And then they made one, and then they made one where they just threw all the money at Matt Damon, um, one of those, oh. which was called Jason Bourne. Okay. I never saw that one. Yeah. I never saw that one. It was just Jason Bourne. Yeah. Not, you know, Bourne, whatever. Okay. But, yeah. Um, this one's got a lot of good action scenes in it. Um, it's a good film. It's a good okay. film. It's not quite as good as the first two, but um, it's good. Uh, and then my terribly good is Ghost Rider. So you saw this? I did. Um, it was, it's been, it's been, I saw it once. Okay. Um, uh, it is famous for having um, a scene where Ghost Rider pees fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Um, there's lots of fire. There's lots of motorcycle sort of chain scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Nick Cage not knowing the volume of his own voice. <laughs> okay. That's so there's that. Um, pretty Nick Cagey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could have, I could have picked, I could have picked a couple of these other films for this. They're, they're, the problem with 2007 is when we get to the terribly good, we're kind of mostly on the terrible side. Yeah. This is the turn. This is definitely like the end. Yeah. Um, I, we, it's not going to make the list of anything, but Spider-Man three is so bad. It's one of the mm. few movies where I almost walked out of, even though we paid money to it see it. It is so terrible. Yeah. There, there are unnecessary, there's, there's so many unnecessary things that happen in that film. Yeah. And since it's the third one in the series, it, right before this, we had X-Men 3, which was terrible. Yeah. And now we have Spider-Man 3. And this is killing the age of this era of action movies. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was really bad. I mean, just, I mean, not even worth wasting more breath on. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, and as I talk about my movies, you can see, see how we cap ended. So, yeah, I agreed. The best movies, definitely Hot Fuzz. Yes. Great movie. Underrated, I said National Treasure 2. Uh, only in that, like, I'm not sure how many people remember these, but they're great. <laughs> this is still fun. Holds uh-huh. up. Kids watched it recently. Really loved it. They love okay. both of them. A lot okay. of fun. I mean, Who kids, plays the president? Oh, gosh. You remember? It's the, it's the guy in The Resident who's like the, the head. He, he's like a TV actor now. I don't okay. remember his the actor's name. Pretty good. He's, okay. He's good as the president. I guess I, I, guess I never saw National Treasure 2. I'm going to have to put that on my oh, list. Oh, you got a... Uh, What's her name in it? Uh, not Judy Dench. Who's the? I can't remember her name. Okay. Old lady Helen Mirren. Okay, Helen She's Mirren. In it. Yeah. John Voight plays uh, Nick Cage's dad. Who should always play Nick Cage's dad? And then uh, Nick Cage's mom is uh, yeah, Helen Mirren. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you you could possibly want. It's it, they're fun. They're mm-hmm. kids like. They lay treasure hunts. Kids like the idea yeah. of like they, they might find some treasure somewhere. And so this is a treasure hunt. Has anybody lived off of one amazing performance more than John Voight? So John <laughs> Voight was in a, in the, um, what's the movie that I'm thinking of? The one with Dustin Hoffman back in like 1968. What is yeah. Called? Yeah. Midnight Cowboy or something? Or? Midnight Cowboy. Yes. Yeah. So he's amazing in this film. The film's amazing. Yeah. And then John Voight, the only thing I can think of that he's done since then is like Anaconda. Obviously this role. Mission Impossible, right? He was in the first Mission Impossible and he plays the bad guy. He plays sort of like the bad. He's not very good. Yeah. He's not, he's not a great actor. Yeah. He's a, he's a crazy Trump supporter now. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, yeah. And it's like, has anybody, I, I'm just trying to think. It's like, he's been a working actor for, all, for this whole time, but it's like, he, he, he 
spawned uh, Angelina Angelina Jolie. Huh. But uh, but yeah, I think I think he's lived off of Midnight Cowboy too long. Yeah, I think you guys should go see Midnight Cowboy yeah. because it's great. But um, uh, but John Voight probably could avoid everything else that John Voight does. That sounds good. So yeah, National Treasure Two underrated, uh, terribly good. And this is where mm-hmm. we use "good" in a very loose term. Is Transformers? <laughs> yes. Clear. So this is at the time when I saw it. We believed like it's terrible, but it's fun to watch. And it's almost the the proto Michael Bay movie. Like everything about Michael Bay that makes Michael Bay Michael Bay, Michael Bay. is in this yeah. movie. Uh, ridiculous scenes of robot on robot action. Things just like exploding up the screen. Action, not not robot on robot action. Oh no no yeah no no <laughs> fighting, fighting. Right. Um, it's not quite the mess of polygons that you'll see later on. Later on, that like they, they get so crazy that you can't even see what's happening on screen. The cuts are so fast yeah. and everything's silver and yeah. flashy. That's the problem I have with all of it. Even this one bothered me like that. It's yeah, this like one you can't tell what the you, there's no definition to the the yeah. large pieces of metal. It's just around. all metal, shiny and. And clashing, uh, this yeah. not this one is toned down from the other ones too. Yeah, I think I think what they needed to do is to anthropomorphize the uh, the robots a little bit more, and it makes them more sort of human shaped ish. So they they tried that in the second one. Okay. And the second one they do something ridiculous where they have like uh, <laughs> the Shia Shia LaBeouf character is seduced uh, by these oh, movies did give us Shia LaBeouf. Yep, this this starring role launched the career of Shia LaBeouf and uh, yeah. Megan Fox. A, so it's odd that like eventually they get rid of Megan Fox and it actually makes the movies worse. Yeah, which is shocking. Very shocking. Because she's not a great actress. She's no. actually not bad in a couple of other roles later on, but like this yeah, is yeah. She's not good here. She, she can be good. Yeah. It's showing like what they, they kind of fail with in talent. Yeah. Making this movie, again, really interesting in the weirdness that it has. Mm-hmm. But second movie is so bad, like if you talk about trying to add human characteristics, so they have... Uh, a woman seduces Shia LaBeouf and it turns out she's a robot. She turns into a, a robot. Like, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> There's no spoiling these movies. I know. I just like to say it. Yeah. Uh, also, the second movie is, is uh, pretty racist. They actually managed to get some racist robots in there. That's, that's hard to do. I, I would think so too. And somehow they did That's, that's like, uh, you know, The Phantom Menace, which I don't think we really talked about too yeah, much. Yeah, the racism the there. So there's a whole bunch of racism that they, they were able that Lucas was able to get racism into outer space yeah. and turn and turn like, like Japanese racism and like obviously everything American racism, all this stuff. Like I, a lot of Arabic really, racism too. Yeah. It's really impressive yeah. in terms of like being able to inject your racism into a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's like not on this, that's like sociologically not on this planet. Quite the feat. You think but there'd anyhow, be other yeah. racism that could have? He could have just he could have made up some racism. Totally, and it would have been fine. He, he didn't. And he did that in the first movie, and he does it well. He's like, "Oh, you're these kind of. They're not allowed here." We're talking about the robots. I'm like, oh, "Exactly. Yeah. We could be racist towards droids." Right. And that was that was something that was like a new kind of racism. No, so at least there's that. It's like commentary at that point versus like, "Yes, hey, yes. I'm just going to steal this racism." Yeah, I'm going to steal this racism, and you don't get this whole. Like the one thing about like the original trilogy and then the later trilogy is it's totally, they're fighting Nazis. Right, right. And that's great. Yeah, they're on the right side. Yeah. They're on the right side. Of, and then the, the, the prequels, I mean, you're not sure if they're on the right side of Nazis. Yeah, which is 
Like, are the Nazis the bad ones, or who's yeah, the bad ones here? It's not where you want to be. Yeah. Anyhow, so thus concludes this era of movies. This was an epic undertaking. Yeah, we could have gone this, a lot longer, actually. We could have. We, I mean, we could still keep going. Someday we might. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, anyway, do we have a dad bod for this week? I actually hadn't really thought about it. Um, the one we could actually do, as he was discussed, would be John Voight. <laughs> we could do John Voight. I was thinking Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, let's go with because we did like we did we did like the the you know Men in Black or um, yeah, Mission Impossible talk, two three. Let's talk a little bit about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, great actor. Um, maybe the greatest actor of his generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he won any awards, but he should have. I thought for Capote, um, didn't he? He might have. He might have. Capote was really good. Um, you know, brought like a humanity to some kind of crazy roles too. Like, uh, I think we mentioned in the previous, and we'll bring it right, you know, back to our action lists, but he was in Twister and he's the absolute best part of Twister <laughs> because he just plays this, you know, like surfer dude, like, like just crazy, you know, you know, potheaded uh, mm-hmm. storm chaser where he's just like sure. an adrenaline rush junkie, you know, almost like he could have, he could have come out of Point Break. Yeah. But he always was tubby. Yeah, always tubby. <laughs> uh, so that's how good an actor he had to be to like get cast mm-hmm. in these roles. And he was always yeah. great. Yeah. Um, pretty much anything that you've seen Philip Seymour Hoffman in, he's like the best part of it. Yeah, yeah. And he's great in Mission Impossible 3. He's a lot of fun. He's, he's amazing. He's the best Mission Impossible villain, uh, even though they've brought other villains back, you know, but he should have been the one that brought back. But I think they killed him. So they, they killed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't quite anyway, do that. Philip Seymour Hoffman, RIP, Dad yep. Bod of the Week. Um, you want to see the true Dad Bod, watch Along Came Polly. Mm. Just watch the one scene. You shouldn't watch the rest of that movie. Okay. Um, but he plays basketball, I believe, with Ben Stiller. Okay. And uh, they're playing, like, street ball, and uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman does not have a shirt on. Oh, boy. And he's quite sweaty, okay. and he uh, fouls... Uh, Ben Stiller and there's like this slow motion of him hitting his face and like oh. rubbing up like up his it, yeah so that's where you get you, you get the true sense of dad bod right there what an actor really commits <laughs> I like it do you have a favorite uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman role I, I do but I don't know if you do <sighs> well I mean he hmm not really. What's yours? I, I can't think of a favorite one. Mine is, uh, mine is, well, I have two that I'm thinking of right now. And, I, and I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure which one's my favorite. But uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead mm-hmm. is like an indie movie with him, Ethan Hawke, and Marissa Tomei. Yeah. And they, he and Ethan Hawke play brothers, and there's like a crime that they're committing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually remember yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And then the other one is The Talented Mr. Rupert. Okay. Yeah. Where he plays... and. Uh, he, he's just the smarmy, you know, rich, elitist American in, uh, in Europe. Nice. Friends with Jude Law. Yeah. Well, there you go. That makes yeah. him smarmy. <laughs> yeah, too, super smarmy. Yeah. And the best part about that is actually probably the Matt Damon, like, so spoiler alert, in that movie, Matt Damon kills people yeah. and sort of starts to mimic them and okay. pretend to be them. And he does like this amazing... Philip Seymour Hoffman impression. Nice. Yeah. So, before, uh, uh, talented Mr. Ripley. That's the one you should see. 
All right. Two. Anyway, that's the, that's our episode. We went like an hour and 15 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So you can see what we're passionate about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Thanks, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, do all that stuff. Do it again. Doesn't matter. Or don't. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>